This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com. Okay, let's get started. So uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Greg Nicholjohn here with Enrollment Resources, and I'm here with uh, Shane Sparks and friends, and we're going to explain to you uh, why uh, Google and by extension, folks like Facebook are not our friends in the school industry and what we can do to keep wide open eyes about this insidious trend. So that's our topic for today. And we're um, happy to take your questions at the end of uh, our presentation. You can either do that by submitting questions via GoToWebinar, uh, or you can submit questions by uh, merely at the end pressing star six on your phone and then joining the conversation that way just via the phone. So let's get started. Uh, first of all, Shane, what I'd like to do is introduce Lee. And Lee is a, a senior manager uh, executive with Career College Central. So welcome, Lee. I'd like you to just uh, take a moment and talk a little bit about Career College Central. Yeah. Hey. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Greg. Uh, my name is Lee Doubleday, and I am the account executive at the Imagine America Foundation. Um, for those of you who don't know the Imagine America Foundation, we were established in 1982 as a nonprofit organization specifically serving the career college community. Uh, this has focused on uh, career college sector research through our annual factbook and financial aid assistance to enrolling career college students. Um, in June of this year, IAF has become the publisher of Career College Central Magazine and all related programs and services. Uh, Career College Central is the definitive voice of the career college sector, and with a readership now approaching 300,000 people, I hope all of you are currently receiving our magazine, either uh, printed or the digital version. If not, please just let me know. Send me your contact information at the, at the end of the presentation. Uh, there is no subscription fee there at all. Uh, so I would like to make sure that you are receiving our information. Um, we're pleased to partner with Enrollment Resources to offer this important webinar. Uh, webinars have been an important part of CCC history and will continue to be that way. Uh, so look for more of us in the near future. Um, to stay abreast of all of what's going on with Career College Central and IAF activities, uh, you can send me your contact information or like us on Facebook. Um, finally, we would urge you to take advantage of the information provided today. Uh, plans are in place to have the recorded version of this webinar available on Enrollment Resources and Career College Central. So uh, thank you very much for your time and enjoy the webinar. Great. Thanks, Lee. Thank you so much. And uh, Shane, I understand that Lee is a, a distant relative of uh, Abner Doubleday, the inventor of baseball. <laughs> that yeah. is right. He is my great, 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 great uncle. Well, there we go. So you must be a good Quite ball famous. player. <laughs> and uh, Shane, Shane, I'd like you to uh, just to say a few words about enrollment resources, just so that people understand that it's just some crazy people ranting on here. We have some chops in this area. We do have some chops in this area. So uh, enrollment resources, a big part of what we do is um, Internet Marketing Services. So we're essentially the marketing Internet marketing department for, gosh, about 40 school groups across the country, representing a little over 100 225 campuses, I think, at last count. So we're definitely in the trenches on this stuff. Uh, we're definitely held 
monthly to meeting lead goals and held accountable to the money we spend on behalf of clients. So it's a thing that we're um, constantly looking at, and we have a fantastic team in that department here in the company um, toiling away to make sure we're kicking butt on the behalf of clients. Cool. Okay. So without further ado, um, let's uh, start to uh, just dive in here. Great. So, Everyone can see the uh, the slides here on their screen now? Jody, I'll have you just pop in my office. Oh, never mind. Here we go. Okay, so our agenda for today, um, we're going to talk about budget-sucking tactics of Google. Um, Dr. Evil, he's... Uh, <laughs> he may be... Yeah, let me jump on in this on. So this, this uh, we shouldn't spend too much time on this, but this is meant to share that Google has a, a history of making changes to their platform. Uh, and their changes are almost always to benefit Google and almost always to the detriment of you um, by way of higher costs. And if you look at the last, gosh, 10 years or more, ever since we started doing paid search, year over year, there's almost always been an increase in cost per lead, cost per click, right? Which does not follow the trends of the sector and the competitive, um, you know, like the competitive influencers. So enhanced bidding and sugging, tell us, tell us about that there, pal. Yeah, well, so a couple of years ago, they introduced an enhanced bidding feature, which was basically a way to rig it to get Google to do the bidding on, on your behalf and to rapidly drive up costs in an auction. And it was we had done a webinar on it, and it, and it was a, a kind of a, a button to click that was a very costly button to click. As part of that, they had... Um, uh, undertaken a, a, a services a, a services outreach effort. So all of a sudden, there's lots of calls coming from Google reps for you know to give you advice on how to run your campaign. We call it sugging. The term for it is sugging, selling under the guise of. And so really, those service calls were designed to promote enhanced bidding um, to get you to abrogate some of your management. To, to them and the Google algorithm to drive up costs. So if I can jump in, so it would not be sugging if a sales rep said, I'm going to offer you some free advice on this or that, and my long-term intention is to build a relationship so you buy some f- stuff from us. If it's transparent, it's not sugging, but if, there's, if it's opaque and milky, then it is, hey? Well, that's right. If... if <laughs> You know, their, their agenda is to generate more revenue. And, and the, the service calls were really promotional calls to um, partly undermine the, the relationships and the, and the confidence of the people that were already running the campaigns for you. That's, we, we identified it as a kind of kill-the-leader strategy where they wanted to create more relevance wedged between the people doing the work and the clients in order to promote enhanced bidding and some of the other features they'd add to added to it at the time, it's like the old old boyfriend thing, you know. <laughs> That's right. Now, what about mobile? What's what? Well, what they did is they had created um, uh, they'd made it more difficult to manage your campaigns separately in mobile and desktop, and they'd created a, a 
a change into their interface that made it harder to create those as two separate campaigns. And again, their goal was to create complexity in this, create a need for them, and to create comp- create the complexity, which ultimately drives up costs. That was now, the okay, and then and so I guess then the the extension of that is that um, by modular creating a modular kind of approach to all of this, it decreases. We're going to dive into this in some depth right away here, decreasing the ability to influence uh, organic searches. Well, that's it. So you know, Google doesn't make any money on organic search. So if they if somebody searches and finds you an organic listing, they don't make really any money on that. So all this is designed to create. Um, decrease the influence of SEO or your ability to influence SEO, create more reliance on AdWords at the same time, make it harder and harder to do it effectively to create the kind of slop and waste that increase costs, increase cost per clicks, and cost per lead. Now, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Google's um, mission statement is do no harm. Yeah, do no evil or don't be evil. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. It's, so, it's, hmm. Now, you know, Shane, our uh, enrollment resources, our um, our mission statement is pursue the truth. And so to that end, let's go to the next slide. Because yeah. we're going to learn some things. We're going to pursue the truth around paid search and these massive media companies. And let's get at it. What's yeah. this, Shane? So recently, uh, end of January, beginning of February, Google made some changes to how the ads are displayed on the search results. And so that's what this is. This screen is showing. And, and what they did was, uh, instead of having ads on the right-hand side in this column, they've, they've shrunk the amount of ads they have, and they show the f- top four ads right at the top of the page of the search results. Interesting. So, 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 so big deal. So what? Well, exactly. So what? So you know. So they removed some text ads from the side. Big deal. They shrunk it from four to three. Um, there's three ads that are going to show up at the bottom, and basically the the net is they've shrunk it from a maximum of eleven ads to a maximum of seven and crammed them at the top of the page. Oh, so that is a big deal. Well, potentially, yeah. So they also added this Google My Business listing. So what happens now if you include a geographic locator, like if, so in this Massage Schools Vancouver was the example, you got some ads from Massage Schools in Vancouver, you then have this Google My Business panel that has also the schools identified in that geographic region, which, you know, it's, it's cool in some ways, but here's the reason it's a big deal. They claimed it's they claimed their motivation was to harmonize the desktop and the mobile experience. So, meaning how it how it looks on your computer is the same as how it looks on your phone. But really, this guy's got nothing to do with this. This is all about monetization, and who they're trying to monetize are the advertisers, right? That is who they make their money off. And one of the ways they're monetizing you is by decreasing the amount of um, advertising opportunities from 11 down to 7, and really it's only the four at the top are the only ones that have any real value, right? What they've done is they've shrunk 
the supply in order to increase the demand. Does that make sense? It does make it makes total sense. So what you're saying is that there's a that the Google is a Dutch auction, and and as the um, it goes down um, down the list, that the cost to bid is pennies on the dollar. So they're trying to take all that demand for those eleven search terms and stuff them into a, a competition for four creating an intense supply and demand issue, thus driving up the cost. Is that kind of it? Yeah, that's it. And remember, they only got paid. Like if someone came to on a Google search, and there used to be ads on the the right-hand side here, if I was number seven on that, meaning I was paying the least amount per click, uh, and I clicked on that, Google's going to make the least amount of money, Right. Right. And so by shrinking it down to now there's only four, by by nature of the decreased supply, people are going to have to be bidding more t- for a click. And it's, you know, you bid for what you're willing to pay for a click, and if you're willing to bid enough and there's some other things that are in your favor, your ad shows up. If it, if you're not, you're SOL. Speak- the- no. So you're SOL. And it looks like also, Shane, your SOL regarding SEO, there's all of these gazillion of little SEO uh, providers, and it looks like, hmm. Well, that's SEO. The, yeah, that's the other really fascinating thing about this change, right, is that the, the search engine results, like the organic listings, have been pushed way down. And if in this screen you can see here, if you have a geographic, so if I'm typing, you know, enrollment marketing companies in British Columbia, there's going to be a geographic little box here, this Google My Listing box. And what that's doing is it's pushing the organic listings, we call it below the fold, which is an old advertising or newspaper term, but it means not on your first screen, right? You're going to have to scroll down to see it. And so that's making those search, re- organic search results less relevant. Right, because um, most people will um, uh, not go scrolling down. Uh, most people will just kind of look at what's in front of them. And like as far as this example goes, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things to go and choose from. And then I guess in the second page, it's even worse, right? Because like I heard the stat that only 5% of people go to the second page on searches. So it's even yeah, worse. It's, yeah, so they're they're really trying to consolidate and maximize their revenue, right? And they're they're huge, and that's uh, one of the ways they've got huge, got huge is they have a massive amount of leverage. So all this SEO work um, that people have been doing may be uh, greatly diminished now with basically how this has been reconfigured. Uh, that's possible. We don't totally know yet. It's early days. Like this all changed. Uh, it, it was phased in, but it, basically the end of January, beginning of February was when it all started. And so we're what mid-April now. We've had a, really a month and a half of data. So here's some some stats that we've pulled though uh, just in the last short time, hey. 
Well, that's it. So we, you know, this all happened, and of course, it's a, a big topic. So we're watching it all very closely. So overall, here's been the impact. Um, cost per leads are up anywhere between 15 and 25 percent for most schools we work with, and and we saw that spike really happen end of January, beginning of February. So it was like it was an event. It wasn't a kind of ease into it situation. Um, in our company, we have the, the conversion leader is kind of the, the lead marketer who manages the paid search and orchestrates the tactics to meet the client goals. So they're, they're kind of our senior marketers. Um, and they, of course, collaborate with each other all the time and, and look at trends and what's happening. What, what they saw collectively is that a large number of the accounts had significant in spikes in kind of average position costs. And so what that means is in order to be fourth now, what's it cost us to be fourth in February versus January? And it costs more. And it's and the effect of that has been it's uh, shrunk lead flow to some degree. And we've certainly have to, had to be much more proactive in making little bidding adjustments, uh, which are eating up more time and more budget. Now, also, uh, what we don't know yet, but what we're assuming is that the now Google has basically taken over that big chunk of space uh, underneath those four paid searches. Um, and then the yellowpages.com and search local and all those guys are going to get pushed below them. And yeah. then all the individual schools will get pushed below them yet again. And so with all these schools getting pushed down, 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 um, the, we're, we're making an assumption at this point that the numbers of eyeballs that make their way onto a website, the website traffic, is also going to go down. But it's early days. Well, it, it certainly logically makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, empirically what we can know right now, given it's only been, what, a couple months, is what what has the effect been? So we, we, we pulled some specific client case studies here just so we can get a cross-section. So in this example one, and these are all schools that are spending a fair amount of money per, per month. So client one, 10% increase, uh, from January to February, things went up 10%, uh, jumped to 15% increase in cost per lead in March. So mm -hmm. that you know that's an immediate measurable thing. Uh, second case study, uh, we saw a 15 to 20% increase at the program keyword level. And this is kind of an important thing to talk about, which we're going to get to a little bit more later in detail. But like in a campaign, so if I'm running a uh, if we're running an AdWords campaign for a, a school, you've got kind of two core components to it. You've got the brand term, right? Uh, Greg's school, Greg's institute, right? And variations on that brand term, and then you've got all the program-related keywords. So you know your variations on medical assisting, variations on pharmacy tech, variations on HVAC or whatever. A portion of people that search are searching for the brand term, right? They want to go to Greg's Institute. The bigger majority 
where the majority of people are searching more around program, right? Because they're thinking, oh, I want to be an HVAC technician, or what's that mean? What's that like? And so they're going to search variations on that term. That's where this is really, really affecting competition because most advertisers aren't really bidding on their competitors' brand names. Like sometimes we do it. It's never had a very good ROI, so it hasn't really been worth it. It's a dirty trick that some desperate people get into doing. Well, that's it. It's it's a it's a dirty trick. It feels good, like as a screw you to your competitor. But like when we've really been objective about the result, doesn't produce a lot of leads, and usually they don't convert very well anyway. So it hasn't been really a prudent strategy. So here's some program related uh, cost changes. Well, that's it. Here it is on program related keywords: twenty, fifteen, twenty percent, twenty five percent increase overall. Like. That sucks. Imagine if uh, you know your, your your cost of running your business or running the marketing increased twenty five percent basically overnight. That does suck. And I would maintain that for planning purposes, folks should start to assume that as the uh, Google uh, local what's it called Google local Google business Google um, my business Google my business starts to create more dominance that will fill up to a greater degree, dominating that first page even more. And one can assume that not only will your cost per lead go up, but the traffic to the website will go down. Yes. And so here, this is the, I don't want to belabor this. It's really just bad news to share and, you know, sorry to be the bearer of that. We looked at, this was from another client that we looked at, Program specific again. They're a heavy advertiser in a large market, right? So there's lots of there's lots of competition for eyeballs, and this has been the increased you know March compared to previous average, just after, kind of a before and after. <coughs> and virtually all but one program, there's been significant increases in cost per lead. Now. I want to kind of make a note here. I like the buck ultimately stops with me in our business on client performance of our our work for clients. And I'll tell you, if the cost per lead was over a hundred bucks for the longest time, I would absolutely have a freak out because it just was unacceptable. And now we're just seeing it's it's that much harder to keep cost per leads under a hundred bucks in big markets for kind of commodity programs. It's just really, really tough. Unless you're in a smaller market without many advertising competitions. Well, that's it. So the ones who are are doing okay in all of this, like if you're in a small market and and there's less than four major advertisers, you know, we've got, we live on a little island here, we've got a client up island, they don't have four competitors in their town, right? So it hasn't really affected them. And if you're advertising around your brand, it's not really affecting you because usually it's just not that competitive for those brand terms. But if you're in a major market, which you know most of us are, and there's more than four dominant competitors, man, you're in a, a fist fight. So around the so so now let's let's share some some good news here because you know part of leadership is squaring up to the problem and then going at it and so here's an example on how to get at it. Yes. 
So, uh, if you're in a major, you know, it's it. Over the years, we've talked about differentiation. I don't know how many times. Like it's just been a constant theme, right? So, if you've got a strong brand, like if if you're selling commodity programs, this is your life has gotten worse. If you're in, if you're selling online programs and you are not clearly differentiated, your life's gotten worse. Uh, if you're a new advertiser to AdWords, right, if you're launching a new AdWords campaign because, I don't know, you, you let your agency own your campaign for years and years and you finally fired them and started up your own now, you, you waited too long, right? Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of those, that happens a lot, though. You know, um, agencies will use tactics to basically neuter the ownership of the campaign and it's a it's a valuable thing um having a well hum humming uh, well oiled paid search campaign well it it is and i'll tell you we've been you know let's just jump back to this slide for a sec you know we've been harping on this a lot for years now right like own your own assets you need to own them because it it does have value in a and a, a a campaign with a long history like if you've got a a year a multi-year history in advertising and adwords you, you get better placement than somebody who just launches a new campaign and it's 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 just key to own those assets and it's an investment you've always had to make in kind of time and learning in order to build the thing up but uh one i guess good piece of good news out of this is that if you do have that asset your life's gotten a little bit better since this change cuz Tell you, a new guy on the block is going to get his lunch added to him. Now, this, um, this, um, my business stuff, Shane. This is essentially um, now they've cleared these ads off on the right side. Uh, this is essentially like a landing page, right? Yeah. So this is okay. So you know, we've dwelled on the negative. This is actually good news. It's actually great news. So now, what happens? If they somebody searches for your brand term, right? So they're searching. We used to, one of our friends Federico in the example here. Now, in all that empty space that uh, was formerly unused or was formerly filled up with ads, now you get a, your Google My Business listing shows up in this big, beautiful, free um, ad. It has photos. It's got directions. Your contact info. You've got. Um, uh, reviews, it's great, right? And this is a nice big ad. Mm-hmm. So that represents, certainly represents an opportunity. It's a big opportunity. Well, um, there's some, but like with anything, right, there's there's constraints. Yes. Yeah, there are some constraints on this. So the, 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 the it's kind of a little gift Google's given. The con to it is that Really, it's only your brand name only. So if they're searching for your brand, uh, great. Um, it's it's part of this Google My Business, which is really um, confusing to set up or can be surprisingly confusing, which can create a situation where your, your listing only shows up with what's called a long tail uh, keyword or a long tail location in it. So if you haven't set it up properly, you may have to type, you know, your school dot your your school institute plus the city and possibly the state 
in order for the thing to show up, most people aren't going to type that in. So um, it, it requires finesse to get it right. It requires finesse to get it right. That's exactly it. But once it's set up, it's uh, it's golden for, for a long time. Yes. Uh, depending on your lens, reviews are playing a bigger part of it. So if you're well-reviewed, that's a pro. If uh, you got some negative reviews out there that have been dogging you, uh, it's less good for you. That's going to show up on my business. That's going to show up on my business right here. And I'm going to use a word with some forethought, but it's like herpes. <laughs> like it's not going to go away, ever. And so you're going to have all this meanness about you up there forever. Well, that's it, right? It's uh, That's harsh. That's the new reality in all this. Like, really, all this stuff is all interconnected, right? Like, it's just, that's life now. If you could have, before you made that one campaign does one thing, another one does another thing, another does another thing, it's not the deal now, right? It's, it's pretty much connected. So, like, in this example, you can see our friends at Federico, they also have some other things good going on. So, you know, the ad's running, which, you know, maybe they get a click for it around their brand term. Uh, you know, it sucks you got to pay for the click, but it keeps the competitor from being there. They have their listing, um, their their organic listing that has this um, these expanded categories. So you see the services and the programs and all. So they get a big, massive, big, fat piece of real estate right here. Plus, they get this big, beautiful piece of real estate in the Google My My Business listing. Plus, you know, they've got their other reviews here from other review sites. Now, for someone searching the brand, this is all a really compelling argument, right? Like, they just are dominating this whole page. As long as the reviews are not negative. Well, that's it. So, you know, they're... These guys do an awesome job. They're an amazing school, and they're thusly rewarded for that. So if the school is mediocre in its delivery and and does a poor job in career services and job placement, it, they would be perhaps advised to try to minimize opportunities for people to look at reviews because they're going to get killed. Yeah, but how do you do that? You can't. So really there's only one thing you can do as a school going forward, and that is to have a world-class delivery of your offering. Because people confuse, I'm going to step in for half a second on this, people confuse marketing as a way to somehow magically fix your problems. But marketing is just a, uh, a way to communicate the reality of how you are. I mean, you know, you get some big, ugly dude uh, at a nightclub, and he douses cologne all over him, that's marketing, right? But it just goes and accentuates that he's a big, ugly, smelly dude. And um, so, you know, you know, I've used the ter- term uh, polishing a turd, or the other term that David Ogilvie used, uh, used when he was alive was nothing can kill uh, a mediocre business like a fantastic marketing campaign and folks at the end of the day um and shane you know it's really all about getting back to having a world-class offering 
Well, gosh, it sure helps. And 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 really the 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 way the trade winds are blowing is that having that advantage and having the goodwill that comes with that more and more is factoring into how you're perceived by these these advertising platforms and whether they'll gosh they'll even let you advertise in a way mhm right it's just there's so much demand they have so much leverage that all we can do is try to fold in into what they want to try to even get tie get eyeballs that's the reality now there's new ecosystems out there now such as facebook um, that, that has started to, you know, become a player, and what we've de- we're seeing is that Facebook is taking a run at Google uh, in the the the, the pay per click uh, space. Well, they are, you know, they, you know, once once Facebook went public, it was with two intentions: one, to better monetize their user base, uh, and two, it was to um, try to compete head to head with Google. Right? And so and and they're they're making inroads. Like Greg, you've done some good research on this and around their monetization. Yeah, folks, if you go and put something on your wall in your corporate Facebook page, um I think it's a three percent of the people who like your um like you on that page will see what you've put down on your wall. That's like hardly anybody, and so uh, Facebook have created uh, an environment now to. If you need to get what you're writing down, it's basically a patina, um, much like Google. It's a patina for a paid search business model, and you have to use what's called Facebook boosting. You've probably heard of that in order to get that what's on your wall out to large numbers of people. Now, they have lots of cool ways to go and target. Um, the best way we found is just friends of friends. And uh, Ryan Emery in our office has uh, done some amazing split testing in this area and has found a way to really um, monetize Facebook for schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, we think we're maybe the first company to crack the code on that. So it's yeah. interesting. It is, and it's you know, so it's promising. I we I put it in the promising category. It's yes. not going to replace Google, though. No, it's it's you know it's 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 at best a secondary tactic or tertiary tactic just to like mitigate your exposure to one platform. To now, use an analogy for the old people on the call, um, you know, Google is the classified section, and Facebook is the editorial or the articles in the magazine. Every Facebook page, whether it's your own personal one or a corporate one, is a little magazine uh, that you curate and you bring articles on, and it's, it's content. And then ads get wrapped all around it by Google. And so, you know, if you see an editorial ad in a magazine, that's really what a Facebook ad is, which is why it converts lower, because you're interrupting people. It's called interruption advertising. Uh, still a very large pool of people, 1.2 billion users. Um, and the reason Google it works so well is because it's like the classified section. If you go in the classified section hunting for information, there's a motivation behind it, and it's specified. So to that end, you think of it that way, old school. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly right. 
So, and, and I think Facebook understands that, and they're trying ways to get around it. Like, they've launched this Facebook Canvas, which is basically um, uh, a way to create fancy ads that show up really fast and effectively on cell phones. Uh, mm-hmm. it's an it's a new thing who knows you know it's promising but again but it's unproven pursue so, the truth and see if it works yeah okay. so you've got a few little tips for folks here well that's um, it so you know this is all bad news let's focus on some okay given this then what kind of stuff right sure so here's so, our landing page we have and what people really don't understand folks is how much effort has gone into split testing all these little nuances, which creates a tremendous lift in the conversion rate, what's called conversion rate optimization of your landing page, which translates into turning traffic, Shane, into leads. That's exactly it. So, so I Shane, all, all, all these numbers, Shane, they're basically representative of split testing we've done to improve conversion rates. Well, that's exactly right. So I've I've identified, I was going to have you guess, but you've already seen these slides. How many innovations are, like this is a little benign little, you know, it's attractive looking, pretty simple layout, doesn't have all these fancy dancing hamster kind of things on it. But this simple page, there are at least, there's actually more, but there's 13 elements on it that have been split tested and scrubbed and reworked in order to incrementally improve the conversion of tr- of the traffic to a lead on it. In this so rather case, than spending advertising money to get more traffic, what you're saying is it's better if we can improve, um, take this landing page from 5% to 7%, that's like a 40% improvement, right? Well, that's exactly right. And given the, the the costs, like no, we can't control Google. No one's going to control them, right? And there is no um, clear alternative to that. And so we're we, that's a constraint. That's an immovable object. Like that's a boulder in the highway. Yeah. So what we can do to mitigate it is do a better job of converting the tra- the visitors we are the clicks we are already buying, and you do that through. Um, copy and, and split testing and innovation. That's one way to do it. And, and we've got to kind of test everything ethos here, including on mobile, you know, mobile and on tablets. You've got responsive designs and, you know, lots of little things that get tested to incrementally improve that. So that's it, certainly an avenue of opportunity. And I think in in the career education sector in particular, there's not enough focus on this. So really, it's it's conversion rate optimization, whether it's landing pages on website or dedicated campaigns or, um, or driving website. to mobile or your website or even now, it's looking like conversion rate optimization with these Facebook Canvas pages. Uh, and even conversion rate optimization with these big My Business pages on Google, therein sits the opportunity, along with things like our virtual advisor, which is scrubbing lead qualification software. Um, Admissions people can't blame marketers, and marketers can no longer blame admissions people. It has to be a three-legged race together. It has to be a dance where nobody can leave the dance. Yes. 
Yeah. Interesting. So, um, sorry, sorry, Shane, go ahead. Oh, no. So the, so number one, conversion optimization. Number two, you, you need someone capable running this thing. Like you need an expert at the helm managing your AdWords. And that's somewhat self-serving, us, somebody else, but you need someone to do it because it's now more, more so than ever, it's a turf war. And you're going to have to have a much tighter management of your bidding, so much more active really on a daily basis of bidding on different things. You're going to have to pick your competitive spots, the keywords that you're willing to really battle for, the ones that you're willing to give up. And that's just life. And so, and, and really uh, someone who can decipher the BS that comes out of the Google reps, right? Because you, you can't, they're just not trustworthy because they have an agenda. And the thing I've noticed, and I've been duped on these calls, right? You get, Google, they hire really, really smart people, right? And so you get, they get on the phone and they seem really credible and what they say makes perfect sense and it's all very thought through and they're compelling, intelligent people. But when you do the analysis in it objectively, it's almost always advice that's going to cost you more money. Sure. It's an upsell. Well, it's an upsell by, you know, the world's greatest upsell company. And you can't blame them because they're listed on the stock exchange and they have responsibility to their shareholders. Well, sure, absolutely. That's you know, that's the fundamentals of capitalism. But you know what? You don't have to buy. You don't have to buy it either. Sure. Now, Google My Business. We you touched on this earlier, so we can skim this. Perhaps is um, yeah, getting the the getting it set up correctly. Um, it's just a, an hour of effort, really, to get it buttoned down properly, hey? It is, and we've got some resources that we're going to give away at the end, but it's really important to get this right. So, okay. And it's a bit of a boondoggle to figure it out, but you've you got to do it because it really represents a massive opportunity right now. Now, we've talked about, uh, touched on with my crass analogy, um, branding through uh, reviews. Yeah. So I think more so than... Two months ago, reviews are a bigger part of this, and really, it's it's they're a, a subset of your branding, right? And so the things the things people say about you have a greater influence on you know your competitiveness to even be shown and the likelihood you'll get a click. And really, as a way to leverage this my business stuff, you need those really good reviews. So what we suggest is one tactic, like, you know, how do you get them is the real question. You just ask for them. And so mm-hmm. we've, we've given a little example of an email you could send to alumni or students. But, like, you need, need to build some systems and use some of your creativity and innovation here to f- ask, get them, get more of them. Get good um, I, I spoke earlier of um, having a smartphone a testimonial contest where people can um, self-film about why they love your school, and then send those in, and then they they go up on YouTube. That would be a kind of a basic video version of of this. What's interesting to me is that studies show that seven to eight times as many people will read and trust a review than they will an ad. Yes. So well, and it makes sense, and that's been true since the beginning of time. Is you know testimonials. A review is just a testimonial with a different name, right? And 
with a visual device, the little star device is a visual device we all understand. But what other people say about you is really your your reputation, right? That's or you, and it's branding. Like that's really what it is. And so, the more people saying awesome things about you, the the better your life gets. Yeah, folks, we have a recent blog post on our website called. Um uh, reputation is three quarters of everything. You might want to jump on the, the blog and uh, check that article out. It, it can expand on this topic a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, social, you know, so much, so many social media people are just slinging crap, Shane, and it just, you roll your eyes. But there's a, if done correctly, it, it, can, um, it can enhance the quality of your direct response marketing. Well, you can, and it's. I don't know how many conversations you and I have had about this over the years, and just trying to piece it together and figure out what is legitimately adding value and what's just you know a kind of an emperor has no clothes lip service. Mm-hmm. I I think the reality of it is that this that kind of social SEO ties everything together. Right, and because the social media engagement and the SEO are interrelated, and really, it's 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 seventy percent of it at this point. So the, the data that ma- oh, sorry, go ahead. What's interesting about that is, as little as um, about a year and a half, two years ago, it was eighty um, percent technical and twenty percent copywriting, um, and now that Google has. Squeezed all of that. Um, the the technical people gaming uh, gaming their system out. It's inverted, and it's like twenty percent technical now and eighty yeah. percent copywriting. Well, that's it. So the you know the meta tags and the tagging and doing all the technical stuff on your website and site speed and all these things that you know we we do for clients to make sure that they're putting the best foot forward. It's not enough by itself. And so because Google judges you on your content, right? And how they choose to display your Google My Business listing, for example, is influenced by uh Google t- content that you've tied to your Google Plus account, for example. So if you're posting blog if you have a blog and you post that to your Google Plus or you share it in your Google Plus, it's going to influence how you how you rank for your Google My Business listing? Like the only reason anybody uses Google Plus is because Google's forcing you to use it because they use it as a criteria in their search rankings, both uh, organically and in now my Google My Business. So, so really, Shane, um, uh, Google My Business is really like a little mini me in with a search engine inside the search engine where people are competing. Except instead of a Dutch auction, it's um, the weight of reviews and testimonials. It seems like that. Well, that and original content. So the mm-hmm. blogging or student blogs, which hardly anybody does, but it's a really good idea. You know, all those things are influencers. Huh. Like, like, let's use this example. For, so you, your reputation in your social circle, right? Right. What, can you isolate it down to one thing? No, that's because I'm a complex personality. You're a complex personality, and we're judged in a complex way, right? Correct. Now, 
and so it takes a lot of different things to create a reputation in our personal worlds, like in real life. There's a lot of things that make up our per- personal reputation. So your personal reputation, my personal reputation, is a result of a number of decisions we've made. Now, and it takes time to build a good one, right? And it's certainly a thing worth protecting, or same with a company. Now, you can screw it up, right? Oh, yeah, Easily, very quickly. One bad choice that gets out, and that can pretty much undo years and years and years of good choices. Right, or if you've kept a cap on your your lazy, crummy uh, business offering and the couple people jump out and start criticizing, creates a bandwagon effect. And, you know, if there's a high propensity of negative um, reviews about your school, it's like pushing a, a big weight up a hill. It's like, uh, and it adversely will affect your conversion rates. Yes. Because you have to prove to them, that this six or seven or eight negative testimonials, ah, it's no big deal. But, of course, it is a big deal. It's largely mm-hmm. true. So, so final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. Okay, so Google is a monetization machine, and you are who they want to monetize. And don't ever forget it. So you feel loved by Google. Yeah, so when they phone and, hey, want to give you some service, it's BS. They want to monetize you. That is their only objective. Um, implement testing systems. Conversion. The term is conversion rate optimization. If you don't know what that term means, research it or call us. We'll tell you all about it. We do a ton of that, and it's a big, huge focus of our business for years. Um, y- you need someone legit managing your AdWords campaign. So how does one do that? How do you go and determine if somebody's, if, if as a, a school owner or leader, you don't you understand how to run a school, but you don't have legitimate chops to go and see if this AdWords professed guru is full of junk or if they're legitimate. How does yeah, one? I think, I think there's two numbers that they should uh, quote to you. You know, in a discussion, um, cost per lead and conversion rate, click click to lead conversion rate. So if you have a, a vendor you're considering or a, a supplier and they're talking about page views and cost per clicks and a bunch of around-the-edges stuff, they're probably full of crap. Oh, there's one more thing. Yeah. Um, you know, in our company, we guarantee our business. And people can adjust an invoice to whatever they deem to be fair, no matter what, every single month. And ask your uh, vendor if they're willing to guarantee their work. Yeah, great idea. And if, they, if they run away, you run away. Uh, so that would be a big one. Everybody has to guarantee their work. Yeah. So Google My Business is an opportunity, and it really helps in part to drive um, leads, but it's also a brand uh, brand builder as well, hey? Yeah, that's right. Okay, and, it's, and then and, we've been t- talking a lot about reviews, Shane. Yeah, it's a it's a key subset of branding, and like you figure it out. It's it's you know it's easy to say it's harder to do, but you have to figure it out. It's you don't have a choice. So if um, branding is the garden, then reviews are the dirt, good quality earth to grow in your garden. That's a beautiful analogy. It is beautiful. Um, Facebook is promising 
But who really knows? Well, that's the thing with Facebook is, you know, they, they're, they're working hard to create legitimate comp- competition to Google, but you nailed it with the, the challenge they have, right? They're the forward section of the newspaper that has the display ads. Google is the back classified section of the newspaper where you're actually going to look for something. And that's just how it is, and they can't really change that. So, so the conversion rates on the front are about a third of what they are in the classified section. Well, that's it. You know, the smart money was always spent on classified ads over display ads. Hmm. Okay. And then the last piece, number eight here, Shane. Yeah, so there's a need for fresh content, social media engagement, all that. It's, it factors in. It's part of the deal. And, okay. and despite the organic listings showing up lower, which is kind of a counter-argument to that, you need it in order to create relevance for the Google My Business, really to help create an environment of success for those reviews and like people actually engaging with you. Like all that stuff matters now. So, seventy-five percent of a per, of the buying cycle is now done before a, a, an admissions rep will even see somebody. Yes. And this kind of does that work. It straddles marketing and admissions. Yeah. Now, I think we're done, and I think um, what we decided to do was just give people a bunch of free stuff. Well, we did. This is, a, you know, this is more of a bad news talk than a good news talk, and it's depressing, and I feel bad for doing it. As do but, I. Yes, as do you. We're, we're I, your friends here, unlike Google. So we've decided to do, we've got a whole ton of stuff to give away to anyone who wants it or on this call. So, Greg, do you want to walk, walk through the, uh, what we got here? You want me to? I'll walk through it, Shane. So um, we have a little, nice little free ebook uh, using Google, my business. It's just a little uh, walk-through ebook that will help you. Uh, we have an AdWords best practice review so we can go through and do a forensic, a really accurate forensic on what you're presently doing with your Google AdWords and uh, show you some ways to um, at least trim costs so then you can take the savings and reinvest them or put them into your balance sheet. Um, and uh, one month free, uh, we have a new offering called Social Deep. And so what that means is... Um, if you're going to do social media, you've got to go deep with it and really button down all the little pieces and button them down properly in order for social media to work properly in conjunction with direct response. Otherwise, it's having it's like having a, a one or two pinholes um, in a balloon, and uh, it just is counterintuitive. So we're going to give the first. This is worth a lot. We're going to give the first uh, five people who come in um, a. We have a limited inventory that we can do uh, one month uh, for free, no strings attached, to to take us on with this program, and we'll get busy with you and get our hands dirty, and we'll ramp things up for you. And the our thinking, being transparent in offering this, is that you'll get so excited about the work we do that a percentage of you will want to keep going. So that's the transparency around that. So now the way you can access this is you can phone Jody uh, at the number there below 
or you can um, text text message and uh, you might want to get a pen and uh, the text uh, is two five zero eight 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 seven one 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 two five zero eight 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 seven one 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 the first five folks will um, get that oh there's one more thing Shane uh, Lee you are going to give uh, everybody on the call a complimentary subscription to Career College Central. That's a very generous gift. That's correct. Yes, that is correct. It would be uh, published uh, six times a year, so we'll be looking okay. out for that one coming soon. So um, what you can do is we'll put everybody in contact with Lee, if uh, and you can opt in or out as to whether you want to have a Career College Central uh, sent electronically or a print version or if you're not interested. But the information is excellent. It's thick with lots of really interesting, um, not only uh, thoughts around school management, but political stuff, political views, uh, trends. Uh, it's a highly, highly recommended read. This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com.